It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to this morning's 31 Days of Wisdom. I am Apostle Rose White, and I am excited, delighted that you all have thought it not robbery to join us on this wonderful, wonderful, terrific Tuesday morning where we are going to be listening to words of wisdom for daily living. I thank God for all of you, and on behalf of the entire Kingdom of of God Fellowship Church and our bishop, Bishop Abrams, we want to welcome you all to this morning's call. Today being day 26, already day 26 in a brand-new year, the first month of a new year, and we're going to be reading as we are covering the entire book of Proverbs, a book of wisdom, much in the book of Proverbs, for us as those that have been here from the very beginning, you have seen that there is much to Proverbs. Many that have not even read the book of Proverbs is finding that it's a lot of stuff in this book, and it's heavy, but it is good for our very soul. And so we're going to be reading Proverbs chapter 26 that is going to be read in your hearing on this morning by Brother Thomas White. And then we're going to open up, though, before he comes forth, I am going to ask Minister Carla if she would open us up this morning in a time of prayer. And then after the prayer by Minister Carla, the next voice that you will hear will be that of Brother Thomas. And so we're going to call forth Minister Carla now to come and open us up for a time of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we just come before you this morning. We just come before you exalting you this morning, Father God. We come before you lifting you up this morning. We come before you thank you this morning for your grace and mercy. We come before you thank you for your love and kindnesses on this morning. Father God, we thank you for waking us up, clothing our right mind this morning. We thank you, Father God, for starting us on our way, Father God. Father, we thank you for the touch on this morning, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for we are nothing without you, Father God. Father, we are here to exalt We are here, Father God, this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, in expectation, Father. We just thank you, Lord. We glorify you this morning. Father, we ask you on this morning, Lord God, to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our transgressions, forgive us of our iniquities, Father God, on this morning, Father. Father God, we ask that you remove all obstacles hindrances, Lord God, and distractions on this morning, Father God. We ask that you touch our heart and our mind, Father God. Father, we ask that you align them up together this morning, Father God, for your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you give us a teachable and a coachable spirit on this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you give us a mind as a sponge, Lord God, 
to receive this fresh manna. We just thank you for the fresh manna on this morning, Father God. We thank you for deeming us worthy on this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I lift up your mighty vessels on this morning, Father God. The ones who are reading the word, we lift him up this morning. We ask that you strengthen him, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we lift up Apostle Rose, Lord. We ask that you strengthen her this morning, Father God, because you ordained him for this time and this season this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up our our bishop, Father God, and we ask that you continue to strengthen him, Father, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. I plead the blood over each and every person on this line this morning, yeah. each and every hearer, Father God, as the word, Lord God, is being sown through hearing, Father. I pray that it fall on the ground this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, that it take root on this morning, Father God, yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you have your way on this line, Father God, because you called us this morning. You touched us on this morning. Yeah. Father, you ordained us to be here on this morning. So, yeah. Father, we're standing in expectation. We're standing with open ears. We're standing with open hearts, God, on this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just want to thank you, Father God. We just want to thank you, God. We thank you this morning. We thank yeah. you in the mighty name yeah. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemingly for a fool. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse, causeless, shall not come. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that sinneth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. The legs of the lame are not equal, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. The great God that formed all things, both rewardeth the fool, and reward of transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way, a lion is in the street. As the door turneth upon its hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. 
He that passeth by and meddleth with strife, belonging not to him, is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. As a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, Am not I in sport? Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out, so that there is no talebearer, the strife ceases. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a pot sheared, covered with silver dross. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips, and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Whose hatred is covered by deceit? His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. These words have already been blessed. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. You. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Thomas, for reading the scriptures for us this morning. Thank you so much, Minister Caller, for that fervent prayer on this morning to actually start us. We do want to thank God for each and every one that have um, just recently chimed in to this morning's broadcast. May the Lord bless you even as we are going through. And Brother Thomas have read Proverbs chapter 26. He was reading from the King James Version. And let me just put a little disclaimer out now that, you know, Proverbs is a book that's not for the weak and it's not for those that may have a chip on their shoulder or you've got a hypersensitivity to the truth. You know, it's for those that really want to know the truth, that's willing to receive the truth, and can go by the truth and live an abundant life, making a powerful impact in your community, in your home, in your city, in your state, in your nation. It's an awesome, awesome book. But trust me, this morning, this one is a little tough. This one is quite heavy. And so I want you to know that even in that very first verse that Brother Thomas was reading, you know, uh, it's, it's letting us know that no more is there honor you know, honor that's fit for a fool. It's the same as like snow. You know, snow, when you, when summertime comes, you're not expecting to see any snow. That don't even look right. You know, in July, here you got snow or rain at harvest time. You know, so the same way that don't look right, it, it's the same that it ain't fitting for a fool to have honor. You just don't give honor to a foolish person. Some things just don't go and don't flow together like water and oil. And then on verse 2, it talks about this splitting sparrow. You know, a curse 
that has no cause. It does not cause and it has no effect on the one that it has been sent out to harm. You know, you ever stop to watch, and sometimes here, especially in the Carolinas, you see all kinds of little birds. And if you've ever watched a sparrow, it's like they're flickering. You know, it's like sometimes they're confused as to where they're going. Where it's the same way that a curse is. It becomes like a wandering and a flying sparrow. So fear not about those who try to curse you. Trust me, it just won't work. You know, it'll be all over the place, but it won't come not your dwelling. You know, it's got to go in Jesus' name. And so even in verse 3, when we look at verse 3, it says a whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a ride for the fool's back. This is, this is tough, and it's tight, but it's right. It's the same right now that, you know, that whip for a horse is keeping him uh, and causing him to go where he needs to go, sort of directs him in where he needs to go, or that donkey that, that needs that bridle. It's the same for those who are rebellious those that are hard-hearted, those that refuse to listen or to learn, it takes a lot of discipline. And that's the reason why the scriptures we've been talking about the last couple of days have been talking about discipline. Even a father, a mother, discipline your child, it doesn't kill them. So it takes a lot of discipline to the vast to try to get individuals, people, to stop, look, and listen hoping that they will learn. That's why we, we do. We try to make sure that our children learn. We have to discipline our children. You just can't let them run wild and do whatever they want to do. And sometimes speaking just won't do it. It takes a rod. And rock, that rod will not kill them, trust me. And then when we look at verses 4 and 5, mm, as I began to review this and look at this, you know, we can't waste our time. Don't exert any energy trying to talk to a foolish man or foolish woman. Just don't even waste your time. Don't waste your breath. They're stiff-necked. They're hard-hearted individuals who have nothing to do but talk foolishness. If you stand there trying to reason with them, you'll end up just like him or her. They're stupid, ignorant, and they're right out foolish. That's what foolishness is all about, and that's why the Bible calls them right out of food. Don't agree. Don't side with them, because when you do, they'll begin to think that they are all right. They'll think that they know it all. So in my opinion, and for me personally, I'm not out for arguing. I'm not up for debating. And I'm not trying to make anyone understand what I know that they have made up in their mind only what they want to believe. I leave folks alone and I keep it moving to be able to go and to touch someone else's heart that really wants to learn. Don't waste your time. God's got a people out there that you need to be ministering to, talking to, encouraging, that really wants to hear what you've got to say, but a fool don't want to hear it. They refuse to because they're rebellious. And then verses 6 through 9, this is telling us that when we trust someone that we know is untrustworthy, you know, we might as well go ahead, cut off our own feet, take a cup of cyanide like some folks who followed Jim Jones to Guyana did and just drink it. Don't give information. Don't provide anything to don't allow someone that you know you can't trust to do anything. 
That's a dangerous thing. And a man or woman that refused to listen and learn, when he or she called themselves attempting to say something wise, it's just useless. The Bible says limp, <laughs> someone who has paralyzed legs. And trust me, when folks choose to do things their own way, and then we, we have, you know, we try to pacify. We really do. We really try our best, even those folks that just, just do all kinds of things. When we try to pacify them rather than deal with them accordingly, calling ourselves trying to give them some type of honor, that's just right out crazy. All they're going to do is turn around and throw it back into your face. Verse 8 says it will be like a stone tied to a slingshot and it's going to backfire. So it's no need of honoring people that you know don't deserve honor. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due, and a fool is not due to. We don't give honor to someone that's foolish. Don't do it. Not to pacify people or try to keep face with them. It ain't even worth it. And then verse 9 lets us know that a fool has no clue on how to apply wisdom. They have no understanding, and they're not going to use the instruction that has been given wisely. Matter of fact, they ain't even affected by it. You know, it, it's going to be like, it, it says here, like a drunkard who got a, a phone in his hand. But when somebody's drunk, you can hit them, you can beat them, you can cut them, you can do all kinds of stuff to them. They don't even feel it. Why? Because they drunk. So we don't do, you don't give wisdom. It, it doesn't make sense because they're not going to apply it wisely. And then verse 10 that we read here, God gives even the foolish man who is skilled what is doing. And the transgressor here is going to receive their wages as well. Know that there are those who are foolish when they're hired. A lot of times they will harm. They will wound those that are in passing, including those who are transgressors. Who are the transgressors? Those who hurt, those who harm, those who overstep their boundaries, defined as a person who is breaking the law. So the same as the foolish man, the same as he's rewarded, the transgressor is also rewarded because a transgressor will be rewarded by a foolish man. Mm. So God has a way in how he does things. He's sovereign. He knows what to do and how to do it. And then in verse 11, it says, and this is really a sickening thing when you think about it, you know, when we, when we look at things even in the natural eyes. You know, it, says, it talks about a dog here returning to his own vomit. This is the same as for a foolish person that repeats his folly. So one who's continuing to do crazy stuff over and over and over again, you know, repeating the same thing. The Bible says it's like a dog returning to his own vomit. Anybody who has ever had dogs, you've seen that, and it's a sickness sight to see. For some that may not have ever had dogs, you may not can even understand that. But if you've seen it, it's a terrible thing. Well, the Bible says it's the same for a fool that just continues to do craziness, that continues to walk in his foolish ways. Verse 12, you know, it's a sad day when we look at this. When a fool has more hope 
that a person, and you all hear me talk about those who are unteachable and uncoachable, that should be our prayer always. Help us to stay teachable. Help us to remain coachable. And so when a fool has more hope than a person who is unteachable, who remains uncoachable, that's going to be, that's, that's, that's a pitiful thing, and that's going to be a sad day. You see, because this is a person who sees himself or herself as right. They refuse to listen to sound instruction. This is a person that's just right out conceited, thinking that they're all that. I want to tell you today, walk away, let them be. You can't help them until they want to be helped because in their mind, they're right, and there's nothing that you can say about it. But then when we go to verses 13 and 16, oh, my goodness, we here we go again talking about the lazy person. I pray, you know, anyone that will be listening to this over even through the Internet, that if perhaps they were one that that had that lazy spirit, that they would begin to say, you know what, I'm going to get up from here. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to wake up from here, and I'm going to go forth, and I'm going to get what God has for me. That's what this word is all about. It's not to condemn, but the word is to shake us up, to stir us up, and to cause us to move out and to do what God has called us to do. And so verses 13 and 16 is talking about this person that is lazy. Remember we read, you know, another verse that says that the lazy man was talking about he couldn't go outside because the lion was out there. Well, here he goes again with that same excuse. He can't go to work because there's a lion outside. He don't eat me. This man is literally stuck to his bed. And the Bible talks about like a door to his hinges. He is stuck to that bed. And, and, you know, God has a sense of humor. Like I said, lots of times he, he just brings stuff into my mind. Stuff just comes to me. And I remember the old commercial that used to say, I'm stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid stuck on me. <laughs> it's the same as for this. this <laughs> you know, somebody else must remember that commercial, you know. But it's like that man, he's stuck to that bed, and that bed stuck to him. You know, too sleepy. Here it is. One is too sleepy to even bring a bottle or a spoon up to his mouth to feed and the man going to go hungry because they're too sleepy. They're too out of it. But guess what? This is the funny thing, though, when I further read this. This same person has the audacity to tell you about all his education, all his degrees, how many schools he didn't attend it. Verse 16 says, the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. They take the craziest thing you ever heard. You know, that's shown off a person who is really a piece of work. They lazy, won't get up out the bed, won't feed themselves, not to go hungry, but yet in their own eyes feel that they're wiser than seven men who can give an answer sensibly. That just don't make sense. That is showing up a sign of one who is insane. That's insanity. And then verse 17, everyone knows that you just don't pull a dog by his ear. You know, it's just something about dog ears. They're very sensitive about that thing. And that's a foolish thing to try to do that. But anyone who will go, that's what this is telling us here. 
anybody that goes and meddles in other people's affairs. You hear people arguing next door, in the next room. You hear them arguing, and here you go. Go on and get involved. This is, the Bible says, it's being foolish like pulling on a dog's ear. We have to learn to mind our own business and stay out of other people's affairs. But there are some people that are busy about it. They can't do nothing more, but if they hear somebody else in something, it's like you being in a, in a conversation. You in a good conversation, man, here comes somebody butting in. Being in other people's affairs. If you overhear people arguing, you better leave them folks alone. One of the things I used to tell people years ago, it's even between husband and wife. And you know what? It may be, it may have been your brother, maybe your sister, maybe your mother, maybe your father, maybe your son, your daughter. But I'm going to tell you, when, when married folks is arguing, you need to mind your own business. Why? Because they're being made up, hugging, loving, dubbing, and there you are. They're mad with you. They feel with you. They didn't cut their relationship off with you. Why? Because you didn't meddle in their business. Mm-hmm. Unless they ask you to come in and get involved, then that's one thing. But you just don't butt into other people's business. It's a dangerous thing. And today in the time that we live in, you can meddle in somebody else's affairs, meaning to do a good thing. You might get shot. Don't do it. And then verses 18 and 19, there's nothing more annoying that a prankster. Pranksters are, they dangerous people. You know, when growing up, you know, as kids, uh, many kids, they, and I've seen that, they throw firecrackers in a barrel in their room. You know, when it goes off, they have the nerve, and when somebody comes to them and says, why do you do that? Oh, I'm just playing. A man's kid that the Bible is talking about who lies to his neighbor, deceived. And then when he is confronted, he has the nerve to say, oh, I'm just kidding around. I'm just playing. You're asking for trouble. Verse 18 says it's like a madman throwing firebrands, arrows, and death. They could get killed mm-hmm. behind what was a prank. Stupid. Mm-hmm. It's time to grow up. If there's ever a time that we need to be helping others to grow and to learn and sharing wisdom, it's now. There are many people that are doing these things even today. Go on your jobs and listen to many people. We're not just talking about kids. We're talking about grown folks, old folks, all kinds of folks. They do pranks. They play pranks on people. You know, I've seen this right as an adult. I see it. But we have to learn that you can't play pranks on people today. People are on the edge now. You can play a prank if you want to. They'll pull out an AK-47 on you. Pull out a switchblade. People getting hurt behind pranks. What might seem Mm -hmm. funny to one ain't funny to another. And then verse 20 here it is, it says, where there's no wood, the fire goes out, and where there's no tailbearer, strife ceases. We need to be rejoicing and shouting when the liar is gone. When a troublemaker has left, I want those that are listening, that are pastors, that are leaders, stop trying to hold folk in your church. 
If people have been in the midst of your organization, your business, your congregation, your church, whatever you have, and they were troublemakers, why are you holding on to them? You need to let them go. You see, because they sow seeds of discord. They keep confusion in the house. They keep myths going on. Here is where we need to be rejoicing. Sure, we love the individuals. But when we know that they come in to kill, steal, and destroy, we need to praise God when they're gone. Let them go somewhere else, and we pray that they get their life together so that when they come back, if they return, they come back right. But here it's talking about when that person is gone, when this thing is gone out of your midst, then strife is gone. Mischief is gone. The sowing seeds of discord is gone. The strife leaves. It says it's like a fire that's gone out because there's no wood to fuel the fire. This is the word. And then in verse 21, previously, um, uh, um, as I was looking at this this morning, the scriptures talked about, and we've been talking about this all through the month, talking about that contentious woman. I guess, I guess you know, many of us just got tired. I'm always talking about the contentious woman, that arguing woman. Today it talks about the contentious man. So me and we left you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here it talks about that man who likes to crawl, kindling up some strife, anything that's looking to start a fight. And we've all met some of them. They just, you know, if you drop your hat, they're looking for something to fuss about. Just like that contentious woman, every little thing she's nagging about. Don't take the trash out, she's nagging. Well, here it is with him. If you don't make the bed up right or don't fix that food right, he got something that he wants to argue about. Food too cold, food too hot, ain't enough salt, not enough pepper. It's something wrong. This person, it says, like charcoal to lit coal and wood to fire. That's scary. That's why we need to be on our knees praying every day because there are individuals that are like this every day in real life right now. And then verse 22 talks about the talebearer. Here are the gossipers. I hate gossip. Nothing worse than gossip and those that like to spread gossip. Want to call you on the phone and say, I ain't gossiping, but, you know, I need to tell you something. Don't get involved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't hang out here in these areas. Don't hang out with folks already blowing up your phone telling you, let me tell you about what she did. Let me tell you about what he said. Let me tell you about that church. Don't you hang out. Don't go to that church. Don't go over there to that fellowship. Don't you go here. Let me tell you what they said. Let me tell you what I knew what they did yesterday, last week, last month, five years ago, 20 years ago. You can get away from these folks. And then the cliques that people are in, wherever you find cliques, you find gossip. Where there's gossip, you got liars. Where there are gossipers, you find people that got itching ears waiting to hear what the Bible says is like tasty trifles. It's all the garbage about others that people just got itching ears they just want to hear. Why is it that we just are attracted to stuff that is negative, things that is unedifying, things that don't build up? They eat this mess and then allow it to get into their spirit. 
When you take in negativity, it gets in your spirit. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. It gets in your spirit. And let mm-hmm. me add this. These are the same folks that wonder why they can't feel the presence of the Lord. They wonder why they can't enter into the holy of holies. And then they stand around judging you because you get all caught up in the presence of the Lord. They get upset because you're able to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And when they see you all just into the Lord, tears rolling and knowing that, and then they wonder why they can't get there. Why? It's because God is not going to buy their filthy house. He's not going to be in a house that is filled with the garbage of gossip. It is time that we become bold men and women of God that when people dial our number, when they inbox us on Facebook, when they send us an email and they want to tell us something negative about someone else, and especially a brother and sister in the Lord, we need to say, I'm not a trash can. Don't dump that mess on me. Keep that to yourself. Makes no difference that it's a friend. Trust me, what goes in is what comes out. Don't be a garbage collector. Hear God your spirit. God your spirit with everything in you because if there's ever, hallelujah, if there's ever a time that we need to press in to the presence of the Lord, it is now. And we can't afford anybody to come in and hinder us from getting into the presence of God. My Lord. And then verse 23 talks about fervent lips with a wicked heart. Folks all dressed up. Earthenware covered with silver drops, looking good on the outside, but full of mess on the inside. There used to be an old song. You know I come up with all kinds of stuff. But God just brings it back to my mind. Stuff I ain't, I ain't thought about in 20, 30 years, but all of a sudden I heard the song, Pretty Woman, walking down the street. Y'all don't remember that song? But I thought about that. Here, prettiness, looking good on that outside. Heated lips, though, of death, a wicked heart on the inside, one having the appearance of holiness, but on the inside, they're ravenous wolves, fervent, burning on fire, lips, lips that manipulate, lips that speak words to control, having a heart. That is wicked. Watch out. Be on guard. Again, I say, as I've been saying, it's time to begin to pray. God, I ask right now that you're sharpening my spiritual senses. Give me a strong sense of discernment in this hour. Help me to see what you want me to see. Help me to hear only what you speak to me through your spirit and by your word. And then verses 24 to 26, know that many that goes with the previous scripture, previous verses, there are many that they sound right. They sound wonderful, but their heart is far from. Speaking love and peace, but their heart is full of hatred 
to water. Don't believe everything you hear. While some speak kind words, they are really words to butter you up for the key. See, many people, they speak to you. They tell you how wonderful you are, but on the inside, they're cursing you, pretending to be a friend, pretending to be a, a true caregiver for you when they're pretending with the kind gesture. They hate you. But know this, huh, that um, what goes in the wash comes out in the red. Their true color will be revealed. It's just a matter of time. God is going to reveal who they really are and allow your eyes to be opened so that you can see what is real and you can see what is false. Thanks to God, men and women of God, don't let the smooth talk fool you. Be wise in the seat. And then in my closing, verses 27 and verses 28, it lets us know <laughs> that that same person that walked around with mm-hmm. hatred in their hearts towards while they're digging a ditch for us, they need to be digging two ditches because one of them going to be for them. The Bible says when he digs a pit, they'll fall in it. And he rolls a song. That song going to be rolled back on him. Don't worry. Don't you fret over the evildoer. Don't you worry about those that are talking about you. Don't worry about those that are trying to scandalize your name. Don't worry about those that are backbiting, that are taken away from you. Don't worry about those that call themselves laying a snare for you. It's just a matter of time. They're going to fall right into the same ditch that they call themselves digging for you. And know that when it comes to the light, be careful because a lot of people, they love to flatter. But flattery is life. Folks telling you, oh, your hair looks nice and you know you got a bad hair day. You know your hair is not fixed right. You know it's all over your head. Flattery, lying, Mm -hmm. trying to pump you up. That's lying. Mm -hmm. We ought to be a people that we don't, we tell what is true. If you know my hair is messed up but my dress looks nice, then don't talk about the hair. Tell me about my dress. Mm -hmm. Flattery gets us nowhere. To me, that's being Mm -hmm. deceitful. It's being a liar. And did you know that flattery wounds? Can you imagine telling somebody that their hair looks nice when it's all over and they are getting ready to go and present themselves to a group of people? But had that person tell them the truth, it could have helped them to get to look better, to look at themselves and prepare themselves. See, flattery can bring us to total ruin. We've got to learn to be honest. We've got to learn to be a people that walk in integrity, always speaking the truth at all costs. And if you can't say the truth, if you can't do then just don't say nothing at all. It's better just to be quiet and just not say nothing. Amen. Amen. I know that this chapter was something. Amen. I hope you all feel love and praise the Lord. Can somebody just say amen, though, for 
the truth of God's word.
So, But if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to get ready to close out. But I do want to announce that we will be back here in the morning at 6 a.m. at the same time. Please share with family, friends, um, with others about our 36 days of wisdom. We look forward to being back with you all in the morning at 6 a.m. I just love you all, and I'm excited every day to be able to be here with you. So I'm going to get ready to call Pastor Lynn Baker. If she would come forward, close us out in this morning uh, with prayer. Amen. And amen. I just want to get a quick shout out to the word this morning. Amen. I just thank God for the word. I don't know. I can just look at the word and see situations in my own personal life just being unfold. Thank God for clarity. He gives you such clarity of sometimes a situation that's foggy, but I thank God for clarity in his word that he has been granting us all 26 days. Thank God for the word. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. Father, we just give you all the praise. We thank you, Lord, because you are a God that supplies our every need according to your riches and glory. We thank you this morning because we know that your word is rich this morning. Hallelujah. It's rich to our soul. It's rich to our mind. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word that has gone forth in power and might and under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you this morning, O oh God, that your word has been sent out, and it shall do what you have sent it out to do this morning. It shall tear down and build up, O oh God. It shall destroy the lies and the, the lies of the enemy. It yeah. shall tear down everything in us that has exalted itself against the knowledge of your truth, O oh God. We yeah. thank you this morning because that word has gone forth, Lord, to bring clarity, oh God, in our lives. Lord, I thank you this morning that you give us a deeper understanding. Yes, Lord, we Lord. thank you for the word this morning yes. because you say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Father, we thank you this morning that you are guiding our day, Lord, that you are showing us the right way this morning. You're giving us a clear understanding of how to handle every situation, oh God, that we will encounter every day in our lives. So we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for understanding this morning. Father, we give you glory. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us fresh manner. We thank you, Lord, because we know that your word is a lamp unto our feet. We thank you because your word will guide us if we would just heed this morning. Oh, God, we thank you this morning. Help us to heed the words that have been sent forth this day because they are life and help. To us, to our moral, help to our spirit, help to our soul. Lord, your word is healthy this morning. It is peace this morning. It is joy this morning. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word that is a buckler this morning. It is our shield this morning. It is this morning. So we say thank you, Lord, because we to ourselves this morning, the whole armor that you have prepared for us. But, Lord, you have called us together this morning to put on your armor this morning that we may be able to stand against the lies and the wise of the enemy, Lord. 
So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the mighty woman of God that you have placed in our midst, Lord. Lord, we don't count it for granted, but we say thank you, Lord, for a woman of God that will tell it like it is, God. We thank you for the love and the passion that we hear in her voice, oh God, as she brings forth your word. We thank you, oh God, for a man and a woman that will stand up in these last and evil days. We thank you for the anointing, oh God, that you have placed up on her life. Now, Father, pour back into her this morning all that she has poured out upon us. God, you refilled her and strengthened her, oh God, and meet her every need today. Gird her up on every side, Lord. Every side, oh God. Every lean side, Lord, make it strong, oh God. In the name of Jesus, make the crooked places straight this morning, oh God. Divine favor, love, and truth, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let all the word that's in her cause, oh God, everything in her to come subject to you. Every cell, every molecule, every bone, Lord, come subject to the authority yes. of the Holy Ghost that you uh, have placed in her, oh God, that she will arise, oh God, with total, complete healing and deliverance in every error, oh God, every error of her body and mind, soul, and spirit, that it will yes. come subject to the very powerful word that you have placed in her in the name of Jesus. So, yes. Father, we thank you this morning for every heart that has been on this line, the faithful ones that have come, Lord. We thank you for them. Lord, we yes. bless them this morning. We sing your peace, your mercy, and your love upon them this morning. We pray yes. divine protection, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we oh. pray, Lord, that you will bless their children. Father, that you will bring those that are in the storm. God, that you will bring them out in the name yes. of Jesus. Father, that you establish their going, their coming, their uprising, and their down sitting. Father, yes. we thank you this morning for those who have to go to work, Lord. We bind up the hands of the enemy. We bind yes. up every accident. We bind up foolishness yes. and rightness on the highways this morning. We take yes. your over it right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. And we plead the blood of Jesus. We pray divine safety, oh God, in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we pray great fire of the Holy Ghost that you will send the very fires of your spirit, oh God, and stir us up. Stir us yes. up, oh God. Yes. Awaken yes. us up out of the slumber in the sleep, oh God. Awaken our speech, Lord. Awaken our souls. Awaken our minds, oh God. Cause us, oh God, to come alive unto righteousness and holiness, oh God. Cause that very word to renew our mind, Lord, the structure of our mind, oh God. Renew the thinking that's in us, oh God. Yes. Cause it in us, oh God, to come subject to your word, that we may arise, oh God, and be busy about our Father's business. So, Father, yes. we thank you this morning. We give you glory. We yes. give you honor. We yes. pray, oh God, for mothers this morning. We pray for those that are going through this morning. God, we pray for every household this morning. God, we pray that you will speak peace in the midst of every storm and every situation. Oh. In the name of Jesus, speak peace, Lord. We send peace where there is confusion because we yes. know that you are not the author of confusion. But we speak peace this morning. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over the plan purposes of Satan this morning. And we lose the very power and anointing authority of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare and decree that all things that are not like you shall come subject to the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we send words deliverance, healing, oh God, instructions and directions this morning. 
in the precious name of Jesus. Now, Father, we commend our day to you, Lord. Lead us and guide us and keep us, oh God, in the precious name of Jesus. Bless your people everywhere this morning. Cause our hearts to come together and be knitted as one. We thank you for everything that you are providing for the kingdom of God of fellowship, oh God. We thank you for meeting our every need today, every piece of furniture, everything that we need. We thank you, Lord. Because you have granted favor. We thank you for opening doors, oh God, for us and avenues, oh God. We thank you for touching hearts of men and women everywhere, Lord, to supply whatever we have need of. So we say thank you this morning. We thank you for all that you've done. So, Father, we give you this day, and we say thank you for fresh manna this morning. Now, Father, we give you glory, and we give you honor, and we give you praise. And it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.